Hello, I'm Sophie Blum, and you are listening to Season 2 of Colorado State University History Department's podcast, The Land Grant Chronicles. Written and recorded by students in the History of Outdoor Recreation class, this season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. This episode tells the story of Red Rocks. Some of my best memories are the days and nights that I spent at Red Rocks. My friends and I would hike from the parking lot all the way down to the venue. The view is amazing at the top. I've experienced parking so far away from the show that I had to take a taxi cab all the way up to the entrance. Vendors sell their wares in the center stage and thousands come to enjoy the music. In order to understand the future of Colorado's outdoor recreational parks, we must first take a look at the past of such. Red Rocks began as a fur trading post, a common stop for all the frontiersmen on their long, dry journey to the west. This is all long after the rocks slid up and got their angled, falling down shape. Do you love watching the sunrise? Every year, Red Rocks holds Easter Sunday service for the city of Morrison and its visitors. Starting as early as 4.30 a.m., the Colorado Council of Churches guarantees an amazing sunrise view from the top steps of the beautiful Red Rocks. The first was in the 1940s. Parking is currently free. Due to COVID-19, this year, the services are online as well as on the rocks. Fitness enthusiasts love this place. Fitness groups meet up at the rocks to work out on the side stage stairs. In a video by Associated Press, a guest says that the mountain views inspire them to keep going. Finally, when the darkness falls, the concert goers grow loud and sound systems start to boom through the canyon. Concerts on the rocks attract huge crowds of up to 9,500 for electronic bands such as Odessa, Pretty Lights, Grizz, Big Gigantic, and Alice in Wonderland. Soon to come were artists like Dead Mouse and Skrillex. The popularity of concerts here has continued to grow. Additionally, you may not know that Red Rocks is a hot spot for dinosaur research. If we go back 200 million years before the rocks were pushed upward by the uplift of tectonic plates, you'd see sea creatures drifting across the seafloor. Red Rocks was once covered in water. Digging up fossils has resulted in some cool studies. A sauropod fossil appears to have upturned nostrils. That could be evidence that the creature was actually semi-aquatic. I have so many curiosities about the research done on Morrison's dinosaurs. We remember places for the memories and experiences that we have in them. And Red Rocks sure is a special place for me. Environmental author and scholar Caroline Finney sums up my feelings really well in this following quote. Memory, both collective or individual, provides a way to recreate ourselves. Places like Red Rocks give me an opportunity to connect with like-minded people and express how I could enjoy outdoor recreation myself. Whether the use of Red Rocks is for its fitness, research, or music festivals, understanding history is important to how we feel about and appreciate a place. On that note, let's take care of our many national parks found right here in colorful Colorado. Thank you, and this is Sophia Blum, and I hope you enjoy this episode on Red Rocks, the Land Grant Chronicles.